I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Audrey, it's always fun hanging out on a Wednesday night, kicking off another Tech Vibe Radio. And uh, the other day, I was just thinking about our board, our board list at the Pittsburgh Technology Council. I was putting it together for the... The TQ magazine. I'm looking at all these new names that we've well, added to our board, and I think it's kind of fun because I'm feeling like our board is really shaping up to really reflect kind of what's going on in Pittsburgh's tech sector. Well, listen, we've been around for 37 years, and you know, over those 37 years, I mean, I wasn't here for for most of that. You were here for half of that. Oh my God, you're right. It's almost half. <laughs> Really, it's more than half. You're more than half oh, of it. God. So you've okay. seen some of the some of the changes, but yes. we did we do reflect what's happening in our community in terms of tech and innovation. Most and definitely. but we're just as people start finding new things to do and you know issues that they want to be a part of, we've been lucky enough to engage sort of a new iteration of leadership. I know. And that's what—that's sort of what matters in our region. Exactly what matters. Right. What's the leadership? How do, who do they represent? What kind of work are they doing? So it's been—we've had many of these people actually on our show recently. We had David Passavant, who runs Numo, N U M O, and he is um, leading the spin out out of uh, PNC. Such a cool company too. I love and, the fact uh, that PNC is spinning off this, this other company in order to kind of bake fintech companies. <laughs> right, and he's so he has joined our group on the board. So that's been great. I mean, they, they're not located in PNC. They're located over in Bakery Square, they and they some, have they a got team some, there. Got some good space over there, too. Have yeah. really nice space. We have had um, participation from um, PwC, and Absolutely. Dion Groswick is now with us on our executive committee. Yeah. She also runs our audit, but she has been involved in services and tech for a long time. She knows the ecosystem quite yeah, well. Yeah, she really great. does. And, we, and that's part of what it is. It's not just tech people that are on the board, but also people that are from the professional services industry. Because, right, but we also right. have entrepreneurs like, um, like Courtney Williamson. Courtney Williamson yeah. from A Bill of Life. She's one of my favorite people. I'm just she is. transparent about that because <laughs> she's just. Do you have cool. a major like yeah. uh, work girl crush on her? I could be at this point in my life. Okay, I just, I Courtney, watch. if you're listening right now, you know yeah. that Jonathan's got a thing for you. If, so. all, else, if all else fails, you know, I'm here. <laughs> but uh, she's just awesome because she, I mean, she was inspired to start something because of her mother who suffered from Parkinson's right. and she developed this Calibrace. 
It helps people with their posture. And, and helps them st- stop the tremoring, the tremoring when they and, start. And it keeps them balanced so they don't fall over. Because I didn't realize this, that when you have that disease that you lose your balance and right. you fall and then you can die from injuries from right. falling. And so the brace keeps you balanced. But she's built this company like, by herself. I know. And she has been scaling it. And so adding her to the board I thought was just pretty dang cool. Yeah. She brings a great perspective of someone who's just started from creating an idea. Exactly. From exactly. nothing and now taking it. You know, to insurance companies and selling it, exactly. and giving people what they need. So, but on the other side of that, on the just, other side, it's like, it's like Chuck Hoover from Facebook. Chuck Hoover from Facebook, who, by the way, had spent at least fifteen years at Shell Games. Was he? Yeah, he was fifteen yeah. years. So, so he, he had, was at Shell Games for fifteen years, right from right. the onset. Great relationship that he's continued to have with Shell Games, and now he is uh, running Facebook in, in, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I know mm-hmm. that must have been really tough for him to like give up his Facebook – I mean, I'm sorry, give up his Shell Games gig to go to Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I think – yeah. You know, we had him for a breakfast briefing a few months ago, and right. he had a chance to sort of let us peel the curtains just a little bit back right. in terms of what they were doing and thinking about on Facebook. And it gave me a better perspective of why that would jazz him. So in terms of just the research and, oh, and well, just, yeah, getting – you know, working on that things that – well, that and also point. just thinking about 10 years from now. Right. Which seems like a lifetime away, but re- it really isn't. Much so fast. he brings a lot of energy and a lot of really good perspective. And you know, then of course we have representation from Duolingo, from from Google, and uh, we have SDLC, who's built up you know a, quite a practice of about five hundred people. So Just you have all these. People. So you have all these people who are sort of at the table and giving us perspective on things that you know we may just lose sight of right, right. in in the course of our day to day yeah we we get stuck in the middle of our little our little battles and and trials and tribulations and they kind of set some direction to show where the need is in the marketplace and help us steer our products and services accordingly. And also, of course, recognize that you know Jason Wolf from Wolf LLC right. and gift cards, now doing Giftia. Right. You know, he's our, our board chair, and he's just done a lot to kind of really put some new energy into the board and, and give us some, 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 some fun direction, which I think is pretty awesome. And, of course, and he also has a great life story oh, that if you've never we? seen oh. it, just go out and Google him, Super and you cool. can see what his life story is and, and the amount that he actually has given back and pulled himself up and others. Absolutely. And he's going to be on the show tonight. If I'm grabbing an interview with him that we're plugging in the show. This is one of these shows tonight, Audrey, where it's like, you know, we're on the move. And uh, it, it's, it's kind of crazy because Tech Vibe Radio has exploded in such a good way that we get so much interest from our members and the tech community in general to stop by the show that they can't always come in when we're, uh, you know, doing our thing. So we have them stop into the Huntington uh, podcast studio that we have here at our headquarters. And so we grab a lot of interviews with people. And also, Audrey, I've been on the scene this past month, you know, at our big data, the Beyond Big Data Summit, grabbed some really cool interviews. And tonight we're going to bring you an interview with Gerardo Entriano from Aurora. And he's actually from Austin in Pittsburgh. He's head of government affairs there. And just. Well, he's actually head of global govern- government affairs. Global for government affairs. The company. And he has uprooted his family. I know. And brought them to Pittsburgh. And uh, he really nice has guy. immersed himself in Super bringing, cool guy. Yeah. I'm so glad he's in Pittsburgh because yeah. I'm like, yeah, right. we, need, we need a couple more Gerardos in town to make that. So we have an interview with him coming up tonight as well, too. And an interview with 321 Blink, our partners, talking about all things marketing. And of course, as I said, have Jason Wolf stop by as well. Too. Great show. I think it's going to be just a ton of fun as far as that goes.
is. And uh, as I'm looking forward to it, I can't believe it's like the end of February. We're heading into March, which means we're, we're actually paving our way towards our CIO of the Year Awards, which is not that far off. And so we'll soon be announcing who the finalists are for that. And at that point, Audrey, all bets are off. We'll be heading towards 38 years. I know. <laughs> of April. The, of the Pittsburgh it's April 38 Council. years? No, uh, that would be our official 37. And after that, we'll be clicking off towards 38 years, which always blows my mind. <laughs> and a few weeks ago, we had Tim Parks on the show, which was a I lot know, of fun. That was so great. He's it's such so, a good guy. Such yeah. an honor to be able to serve after his building of the Tech Council. So. I was going to say, well, it was kind of cool because we had you both in the studio here. <laughs> you're, like, you're kind of comparing notes, which I thought was kind of yeah. fun. And then yeah. we realized that you guys have pretty much the same tenure. So I think you, know, you have to go yeah. a couple more months, and then you will now have <laughs> the longest tenure of, of a PTC <laughs> president and CEO. And we want at least another 12 and a half years out of you, Audrey, Absolutely. To, keep, to keep things kicking around here. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. That's why we love telling these stories every single I almost said Friday night, but it's Wednesday night. It's I still, Wednesday I still night. get the Friday night of my head sometimes. Yeah. It's an important night. Wednesday's a good night. So Excellent. we hope you're listening. Keep your seatbelts on. Be safe. <laughs> we should hand out seatbelts to our <laughs> It's <guests>. a great. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. It'd be a great show. <laughs> Make sure your tray is in the upright position. <laughs> All that kind of fun stuff. We're ready to take off here on Tech Vibe Radio. And we have some new T-shirts, which hopefully people will be seeing on the streets. All of our guests getting t-shirts it was kind of fun to invest in some t-shirts to give to it is and thanks for huntington bank exactly they make it all happen as far as that goes anyhow dude we're taking a quick break we're coming back we got a ton of tech vibe coming in front of you as i said i've been super busy we've been in the studio in the field bringing you all the best stuff happening from Pittsburgh's tech sector. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is audrey russo learn more about the pittsburgh technology council by going to pghtech.org follow us on twitter at pghtech we'll be right back Welcome back. Thanks for spending your Wednesday night hanging out with us here on Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. And Audrey, as I promised for a break, I polished up the old MFU, the mobile field unit. I hadn't used it in a while. No. And so who did you speak with? Well, Gerardo Turiano Mm, from, from Aurora. Really cool guy. Transplant from Austin. Into Pittsburgh. I like when people with come his from, family. With his family. You said mm-hmm. in your neighborhood. He's living in Squirrel Hill. He's living Hill, in Squirrel which is Hill. Pretty cool. And uh, I just my mind is blown with what Aurora is doing, and the fact that they're doing it here in Pittsburgh is pretty cool. But at the end of the day, it's like safety, mm-hmm. safety, safety. Because I mean, what they're doing is like you know autonomous driving. I mean, their goal, no one behind the wheel, right? So I asked him. I was kind of like, but I like to drive. You know, especially like a stick shift. Like I'm still from the three pedal set. what did you say? He's like, yeah, I like to drive too. But at the end of the day, like 95% of all car accidents are caused by people. It's true, right? (laughs) And you said this before. I've always said that. (laughs) That's great. So good. So I'm just like, you know, I get that. But I still think it's kind of fun to like do a little heel toe through Shenley Park if you have to and, uh, you know, really be able to you know, double clutch if you have to and all that kind of fun stuff. But apparently I'm pretty bad at it and, and I'll end up running into somebody and we can uh, have, uh, you know, artificial intelligence and big data and all that kind of fun stuff kind of take care of that for us. But they're, they're, they're choosing Pittsburgh, obviously, we know, to do that. And uh, I just was really, really 
pleased to learn more about how they're doing it. And to me, it's just the care that they're trying to take behind it. Like, they're not being slipshod about this at all. I mean, it's it's their concern. Like, you can't even joke about safety with him. No. And I tried I tried cracking it. That's how it was when I worked at Alcoa. It has you to can't. Be. There's yeah. no joke. There just, are no safety jokes. Just just no messing around. As right. you'll see, give it a quick listen. And after that, we'll be going to break and come back with more Tech Vibe Radio. Hey, this is Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council and Tech Vibe Radio. And we're hanging out here at the Tech Council's Beyond Big Data Summit, our fifth year doing this. And every year it gets better and better because, I mean, Pittsburgh is getting better and better. The companies here, the talent that's here is just blowing my mind. And one of the things at the Tech Council we were really excited about is Aurora in the Pittsburgh market. I mean, making Pittsburgh one of its engineering centers and really just seeing their cars out on the street, we always get super proud and we get to see it. And in one of our panels today, we have to really great guy. I'm just really excited about, I mean, and he's, he was here actually on a panel just talking about how we're trying to make our, our city smarter. And, and, and I really think Pittsburgh's like an, at the epicenter of this. And I'm sure you're going to agree with me on this one, but at, at the end of the day here, we have Gerardo, I, I'm going to slaughter your last name in Torino. In Torino. Okay. I'm very good. I want to make sure I got that from Aurora here. So first off, thanks for taking the time to talk to us and really give us what, what's happening in Aurora and Pittsburgh right now? No, thank you for having us. Uh, really appreciate it. Really enjoyed the panel. And thank you to the Technology Council for the podcast and the opportunity to participate today. Um, Aurora's mission is to deliver the benefits of self-driving technology safely, quickly, and broadly. Uh, Pittsburgh is a key component of us being able to do that, uh, not only because we've been here since the very beginning, but this is really our, our headquarters. The way that we see ourselves as a company is that we are dual headquartered. Uh, we're here in Pittsburgh, we're also in California, and we now have an office in Bozeman. Uh, we have our cars on the road, and we are working with the community here, with the city, with the state, uh, with the federal government to make sure that we deploy this technology because our ultimate goal is to remove Move the driver, the human driver, from a self-driving from a, from a car. Very much. So. Now the sign that loves that, and the sign that's like, wait a second, I like driving my cars. But when you look at the stats that are out there, as you were saying before in this panel, it's like like ninety five percent of accidents have some sort of like human element that made that happen. So it's like, yeah, if we're gonna be safer, we kind of kind of need to remove us being humans, I guess, for lack of a better term. No, I mean absolutely. And the other side of it is, a lot of us really love to drive. Like I love to drive. But I have yet to find somebody who loves to sit in traffic. Oh, I love right. sitting in traffic. Come on, I can <laughs> contemplate. <laughs> there, you know what? I can think of a whole bunch of other ways that you can contemplate. Um, but the amount of, pro- of productivity that is lost today because we spend so much time in traffic, it's in the billions of hours a year that people are spending in traffic across the world. So if we can create a better experience for people to be able to move from one point to another and increase their productivity, then we're absolutely all for it. At the end of the day, it's really boils down to safety. That is just obviously your number one concern. Tell us more about that. Uh, safety is part of everything that we do. Like yeah. We believe and we are committed and we've publicly said that we will not put a self-driving car on the road until we believe that it is safer than a human driver. So it is our responsibility to work with city, to work with, with the state government, with federal government, to ensure that our technology is as safe as a human driver, if not better, uh, so that we can deliver on that promise. And that means working with the public, working with different advocacy groups. It's, for example, it's learning how the car should interact with bicycles and partnering with Bike PGH. That's one thing I love is whenever I see an Aurora car out there, and I'm on my bicycle, and I'll do a Pittsburgh left in front of it, I become a data point. I'm helping you guys solve a problem. <laughs> well, hopefully you're not encouraging your listeners to test our vehicles on the roads, um, but but it, it is about that learning, right? And for example, in California, we partnered with a motorcycle club to learn how it is that our cars interact with those motorcycles. We're 
looking and, and understanding how pedestrians move. But here in Pittsburgh, it is, you know, learning how to do the Pittsburgh left. Uh, and every community drives in a different way. So for us, it's exciting to be able to have our cars here and in California and to be able to work with the public to make that happen. We love having your cars here and we think it's so cool. So what is actually possible right now with, with Aurora technology in a car? So our cars are already on the roads. We, we are testing them on there every single day. We have the technology deployed. Our vehicles are, are experiencing new things. And what, what we focus on is not the number of miles because we want, to, we want every mile that's used, we want to be able to learn as much as possible. So versus having our cars just drive around the city all day and l- pick up more data, for us it's how do we take the vehicles and actually go learn something. So, yeah. for example, an unprotected left very similar to the Pittsburgh left. Um, years ago, that, that's the hardest maneuver, right? Or one of the hardest maneuvers to make on the road. Today, we can do an unprotected left with a self-driving car. Perfected the Pittsburgh left here in Pittsburgh. We're working on that. <laughs> um, but the other one's like nudging, right? Like when you're driving down some of the streets in Lawrenceville and you're coming down some of those hills, they get pretty narrow. And how is it that the cars can nudge around uh, somebody coming in and out of a car or a pedestrian that might be walking in between the cars? The cars have to learn how to make those interactions. And we're getting better and better every single day to learn how do we do those different things on your roads. It just blows my mind because like all of the variables that are out there that the human brain just processes, not even thinking about it. And to be able to take all this and build it into a system that's going to be better than a human. You know, and you're doing that here in Pittsburgh. It's just so cool at the end of the day. And I know that like you guys are hiring like crazy here and you're hiring the smartest women and men you can possibly find. But what's going on in Pittsburgh as far as hiring and the types of talent that you guys need here? Yeah, we are continuing to hire. So to give you an idea, we were started here from the very beginning. Uh, We are now over 100 employees in just a little bit over three years. Mm -hmm. Um, We have outgrown our office at least three different times. Um, So we're continuing to grow. We're continuing to hire uh, and we're hiring across a whole bunch of different fields, right? It's not just the engineering talent, even though we're very much love hiring the engineers that are coming out of CMU and out of the University of Pittsburgh, but it's also marketing and legal and people operations. All those teams have a presence here in Pittsburgh, uh, and we're very much committed to continuing to grow here in the community. And what really piqued my interest when you were on the panel was talking about how the drivers you have here, those are actual like Aurora employees. They're not contractors because, like I said, your commitment to the safety and being part of the community is like, you know, you want people that have that ownership stake, that have that piece of Aurora in them. So they're really putting their all into it. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, 100%. So most people here in the community, here in Pittsburgh, are going to interact with our cars, are going to see our drivers. And for us, it's really important that they have that ownership component because they're the face of the company. They are the ones that are going to be interacting with the public, and we want them to have that sense that that they are the ones representing Aurora in the community and and to feel that sense of ownership. Um, So for us, they are all full-time employees of the company. We have two safety drivers in every single one of our vehicles. Um, Because we take safety as such a critical component, of everything that we do. Um, we have a whole bunch of processes in place from making sure that they're trained and making sure that there's always two of those drivers, but again, making sure that they're employees as well. Such good stuff. That's why we're pumped you're here in Pittsburgh and that Aurora was part of our Beyond Big Data Summit. Gerard, I can't thank you enough for being part of this. No, really appreciate the opportunity. Great stuff. This is Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council and Tech5 Radio. Audrey, I never lie. We always come back. We sure did. Absolutely, absolutely. As promised, 321 Blink is coming up. Great guys. We do a podcast series with them, too. We do a lot with them. They're a great team. They shot some great videos for us. We're getting ready to post our About the Council one. We have you Mm -hmm. going through the building, introducing everybody. They really get us. 
They get our work. They they pull things out of us that we don't even think about. Exactly. I've watched them grow mm-hmm. for the it's past really like wonderful. seven or eight years. And every year they're adding people and adding it's services. Wonderful. And so I love having them stop by because they always have practical – Good solid knowledge for you out there building your business, whether it's tech or not. It all kind of it's business, right? right? So they got some some great strategies around that. So Audrey, how about we give it a quick listen, and then we'll go to break. Let's do it. Awesome stuff. Always fun hanging out with our friends from Three Two One Blink. We have Tim McLaughlin here and Mark Falone. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us today in the uh, Tech Vibe Huntington Bank Podcast Studio. Wowza! Yeah, thanks, wow, a lot thanks of Jonathan. There. Yeah. My first time here. And as anyone who's listened to any of our podcast stuff, we, we do an ongoing podcast series called the 321 Blink Marketing Podcast. And we're still trying to figure out a name. <laughs> I know, for right. It. Maybe yeah. in 2020 is the year we actually brand the dang. Uh, <laughs> there's an yeah. assignment for us. Yes, right. We should hire somebody yes. to assign us. It, it's, it's been a lot of fun stretching our legs, just talking about all things kind of marketing and trends and lifestyle and pop culture stuff. But I like having you guys stop by the regular show so we can kind of talk about because you guys, you guys have such good practical advice and knowledge. And you're such approachable people that I always just feel like, man, you guys are great to listen to. If you're, if you're a small business or a big business out there and you're thinking yeah. about video, anything marketing-wise, you guys always have some great insight. And you're growing like crazy. And I know – so tell us, Tim, real real fast, 321 Blink and your growth trajectory lately. Yeah. Because you yeah. just brought this guy, Mark, on. Right. <laughs> this is part yeah. of your growth trajectory. Right. Well, that's like an anchor. You I'm know, part I mean, of the, <laughs> I, I, uh, the growth trajectory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like so, it. Uh, yeah, 2020 was uh, – or 2019, thank yeah. you, um, was uh, – was a pretty a pretty aggressive year for us. We had two uh, two acquisitions, um, and I would say a key partnership in in Mark. So we had two agencies, uh, one up in the uh, State College area, mm-hmm. uh, Loaded Creative. Um, we've been working with uh, another Mark up there. So we have a good Mark and an evil Mark. We just Ooh. haven't told them which one. Wait, yeah, which, which one is this Mark? Yeah, well, two marks. Two yeah, marks. Two marks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we have two marks and. Um, and uh, and we've been working with him for quite some time, and it was nice. You know, uh, he was looking to expand. We've done a lot of business up in that market, so it was just a natural come together natural fit. Yep, right. And uh, he kind of rounded us out from a creative perspective. Um, uh, some immersion. I heard. I never heard the word immersion before. Uh, that sounds pretty cool. Though. It mm-hmm. sounds very it makes cool. Makes you sound important. It though. does make. He used sound that important. with me in my interview, yes. and then I Ooh. used the word for. Two weeks yes. every day yes. after that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so good really, word. Yeah. you can expand your vocabulary yeah. with three, two, one, blank, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, for sure. So, um, and then we had another agency locally here, um, Distinct Advertising. It was some folks that I had a relationship with before. It worked with, um, played in a lot of the same spaces we did um, in the uh, in the automotive space, and then particularly right. there, they focus in the gaming space as well. Very cool. So uh, you guys are diversified. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. And you're right. So, in the heart of, of downtown Aspenwall yeah. on Brilliant Avenue. Yeah, right. And, uh, and I know you're outgrowing your space. And I just, like I said, it's been a really cool growth story to watch you guys just add all these services. I mean, starting as a video company, and now you're just full service. Oh, yeah. Marketing. You don't see that often where right. video turns into a full-fledged ad agency. Exactly. And then, and then having the management team to balance out those two relationships and cultures because they, right. they are different. And to be under one roof, you don't you don't see that very often. That was one of the things that I loved it, early yeah. on when I first got to meet Trip and Tim and Bob uh, is that they were managing these two 
beasts, if you will, exactly. and, be, and doing it beautifully, and, the, and there's harmony between the two of them. So, yeah, Very cool, really man. cool. Well, we're glad you're on board. You need Thank to stop, you. You need to stop by the podcast. I wa- I, I'm a podcast soon. junkie. Okay, cool. My phone <clears throat> is loaded with podcasts even nice. before family photos. Wow, uh, that so, is important yeah, to you. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And it, I mean, gosh, it, it's swept swept up audiences exactly now. i mean it is the it's, it's a good it way to the, get your content and kind of be forum. engaged and learn and yeah. if anyone just goes to just look for tech vibe radio on any of the podcast platforms whether it's spotify google play itunes you name it you can find tech vibe radio and you can find the 321 blink series that we have riding mm-hmm. our wave with us which I yeah, think is just a lot of interesting fun. just on, yeah. on that part i was listening uh this morning um to another ra- a radio station and they were talking about joe rogan's podcast mm-hmm. right and he made 30 million last year that just blows my yeah. mind and then um but but <laughs> i was, i can make 30 bucks right, right. the <laughs> the uh the interesting thing was how they've really become, and what we talked about a little bit offline, but about being influencers and conversions. They uh, they were talking about a comedian was on Conan and um, on the show broadcast Conan, right. you know, worldwide, wherever it is. And uh, and the comedian said, I saw an uptick, a, a titch, a little bit mm. of, of his activity. Okay. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Right. He said while he was on the podcast, he gained 9,000 Twitter followers oh my while gosh. he was on the podcast. Wow. See, that so, shows the, the, the power of the, it. Exactly. Mark, Mar- Mark Maron is another one. You know, okay. He's kind of considered the father of podcast podcasting did some of the earliest podcasting out of his garage in highland park out in la and uh he's one of these other influencer types that uh i want to be an influencer one day that's never gonna happen (laughs) you influence me jonathan well that's all that counts right right. exactly i I reference you often Ah, thank you thank you thank you so let's talk a little bit about so everyone talks about about getting impressions and this is people they they have a website built or they they do podcasts and whatever it is to try to drive people and they get excited about impressions and and before we went on air i I said we got to talk about this because you have some great insight and impressions are great but they're not everything right i mean at the end of the day it's really about conversions yeah and so i would think that the more impressions you get naturally you should hopefully get more conversions but that's not necessarily the case can we talk a little bit about this yeah yeah so that's this is uh i've i've said this for the last couple years that I've been doing this for 30 years, and I said the first 27 years I could write what I learned on the back of a business card. Um, I mean, it really was not heavy lifting. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. The last three years, it's like a novel, and uh, things change. What I've learned, what uh, what the people we've brought on have taught us. Definitely. What our, you it know, is clients. true how, how the curve is just ramped that yeah. fast. Like 25 yeah. years is kind of the same old, same old, and all right. of a sudden the past five mm-hmm. just went pew, yeah. straight up. And because now we're all having the same conversation in the same space, you know, people talk about how many impressions, what's my cost per thousand, what's, and then we're, you know, and we've, yes, there's metrics and there's a science to media and there's, that you know, if you have the right message and you're putting it in front of the right people and a certain amount of uh, a thousands impressions should convert. But, uh, you know, I, I, I always look at somebody and I'll say, you know, well, let's just use an automotive dealer and they say, I need to sell 50 units. Mm-hmm. Well, what do they care if I get them in front of 51 people and 50 of those people buy? What do they care? That's low impressions. You right. failed. Yeah, right. It's like <laughs> nobody's going to come back to me and say, I'm not, I'm not impressed with your impressions. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but if I say, I got you 4 million impressions, they say, yeah, I sold Two 19 cars. cars. Yeah. They're like, they don't care. Right. And nor do I. And nor right. does, I always say, so, you know, my mortgage company is not going to say, hey, guess what? All the impressions I have in my, in my bank, they're like, yeah, Tim, we want money. We you want know? money. Exactly. And, they, and, and it, that's, so the focus, and it's really challenged us as an agency. I believe it. Because 
a lot of times you fall back and you get frustrated when you see a campaign and you're like, God, this is such a good campaign. And you're looking at impressions and you just say, well, I, I don't know. And, and the answer can't be just more impressions, more eyeballs, more. Right. Um, and also, you know, another word that's popping up now is authentication. Definitely. You know, and, and really <laughs> making sure these are legit. Legitimate impressions. Because there are bots out there where you can make exactly. them look like you got good numbers. Right. And, and there's sometimes, I'll admit it, in the early days when we were doing this, you only know what you know, and, exactly. and you could be putting somebody in front of someone, and we have you could be getting these bot impressions, and you know, and you may not were aware of it. So your frustration was like, why is it not working? Well, you know, how do you authenticate? Exactly. You know, and I think the social media outlets are getting better. The Facebook absolutely. Well, I mean, technology is just improving exactly. it and pinpointing yeah. it. So other technology, OTT. Over the over the top for yeah. television, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a big thing. All now. the kids obviously, are doing all, it. All the yeah. sets are there. People are people are to what? And obviously, it's making video all the more important. Yeah. Uh, what are the latest trends around that? Yeah, yeah, yeah And production. Yeah. yeah, I was I was watching uh, Working Moms on Netflix last night and thinking about over the top and the streaming venues like Netflix, uh, Hulu, and others. The work. That's coming out of that. The opportunities for right. production companies, actors, writers—it's—it's it's just blowing everything up, breaking every model under the sun. And uh, you've got to to adapt to that—the over-the-top yeah. movement. Yeah, and, you know, and be it's, lost. Right, absolutely. So it's really, it's a, it's a new opportunity moving forward. Now, it's, it, it's obviously something to be reckoned with, and something that's got to be thrown into your arsenal now as you're. It, it is, forward. and it's yeah. it's funny. Uh, again, I'll go back to. Um, it, it's this is how new it is. We um, we have a handful of clients that do it um, uh, do some OTT mm-hmm. and um, and a big part of it is submitting it for co-op reimbursement. Well, the people we're submitting it to don't even know what to ask us for affidavits. Really? So right. So mm-hmm. we're saying, oh interesting. Yeah, huh. So so it's that new. It is like, that new. It then. is that new that we're there. We're creating things along the way. Like here's. Here's the proof that I have that it ran, and they're like, "Well, we need to see this." And it's like you, you can't see that from an OTT perspective. <laughs> this is, exactly. And they write, so they're asking questions. So it's been kind of so it's all new territory. And totally you guys, new. And you guys yeah. are on top of it. And right down yeah. to the production level, as a director, uh, director of photography, you're, if you're working with someone even in a pilot stage to okay. produce something they want to pitch upstream to Netflix or whatever, right. you can't shoot in 4K traditional yeah. 4K. You've got to be acquiring. Above 4K, above 4K because of the standards the standard of these new it. networks. Right. They want 5K, wow. 6K uh, for manipulation of the image once they get into post. Right. So there's so. all new ground rules on the production side as well. And there's the production side and then for us from the advertising yeah. side. So it's, exactly. it's right. It's just, um, like I said, it's, 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 it's fun. It's interesting. But you're also, you know, you're learning um, as you go along, and it's changing uh, so quick, changing so, so fast. fast, moving so. target, yeah, moving yeah, target. Sure. Yeah, and you guys have been on because you guys have been following this the whole way through. Exactly. Your you have to, you have yeah. to be a student of it, and because you're going to get asked about it at yeah. some point. Absolutely, yeah. Mark. I'm so excited they brought you on because it's just one more <laughs> sign of how three two one's growing. If you go to three two one blink dot com, you can see all their services. Great fun website to check you guys out. Yeah, you guys keep stuff. the energy up, which I always love. And seriously, go on over to iTunes, Google Play, look up Tech Vibe Radio, and three two one blink. The marketing podcast over there, and maybe we'll have a name in 2020. Yeah, right. We'll work <laughs> sure. on it. That's we'll, on, that's on we'll Mr. Filoni. We'll do it in 5K or 6K. Yeah, do it in right. 5K or okay. 6K. Okay. Excellent, yeah. excellent. So, Mark Filoni and Tim McLaughlin, 321 Blink. Thanks for hanging out with us. All right, thanks. Man, thanks. Hey, take a, we're taking a quick break. We'll come right back with more Tech Vibe Radio. 
You're dialed right in to Tech Vibe Radio this Wednesday night. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Audrey, we have no stranger to not just Tech Vibe Radio, but the Pittsburgh Technology Council no, in general. No, it's I great know. to have Jason Wolf in the house. Yeah, it's awesome to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, good to have you back in the studio. It's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. I think uh, maybe a couple years. I really? So. I think the last time we had you yeah. on, we were kind of talking about you just took over being the uh, the uh, chairman of the board yeah, yeah. Of, of the PTC, sure, yeah, which we yeah. thought was pretty cool. And That's awesome. It's been We, we love having somebody with your business building and technology perspective. Oh, I love to be here. At I mean, the look, home. look at this facility and we're in right here. Our Huntington Podcast Studio. Studio, absolutely, we this love it. Awesome. No, it's good stuff. It's so, a great so place much for great things going on in PTC. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just happy to be a it's part. It's great. So we're going to jump in. So yeah. you've got this relatively new company, but not that new that you've built. So give us give us a little bit about what that is. So um, we sold a company called GiftCards.com back in 2016. We had uh, about 100, 120 employees, and we we're in Green Tree. And the gift card product being in that space for as long as we were, I knew it was kind of broken. I mean, there was there's issue with gift, issues with gift cards, as you may know or think Absolutely. about as I, as I bring these things mm-hmm. up. Right. <laughs> you know, there's, there's loss. I mean, you, you lose your gift card, right? I always find it sh- between the cushions of my couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it's lost for a while and I panic. You got your wallets about three inches thick with exactly. all these plastics that you don't use, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, one of the things most of the listeners probably don't realize is that there's about 3,200 tons of gift cards, well, single-use gift cards that just go in landfills. 3,200 tons. I, know, I can't tons. even visualize that. That's a lot of plastic. Yeah. So wow. there's a lot of plastic that's out there that's not, you know, that's being uh, wasted and destroying our environment. And not totally used, right? Not totally used. I mean, that's look, we made money when people didn't use their card. And so that's another problem. How many cards have like five bucks left on them that aren't accounted for? And then that money goes somewhere at some point, right? It goes to companies like giftcards.com. Exactly. <laughs> like giftcards.com. Not, not necessarily. The Visa, I mean, I, I may say that in jest, but right. we, we offered a great product at giftcards.com. And it's a great company. Blackhawk is a great company. But I also saw that there was a flaw in the product itself. Right. And so I realized that there was nobody doing anything about it. And so in 2016, when we sold the company, we kept about 25 people, and we started to engineer what's called Giftia today. Exactly. And Giftia is sort of like Venmo of gifting. And a lot of people say, well, why don't you just send a Venmo, right? It's, so, it's easier just to Venmo somebody money. Because Venmo is not as cool as Giftia. No, like it's, not as, not, it's yeah. not as personal. It's not personalized, exactly. Right. So with Giftia, when you, you know, Jonathan, I get you a Giftia for Starbucks, all I need is your cell phone number, and I can text you a Giftia. It takes literally 10 seconds. Okay. It's personalized. I right. can put a video on there, whatever. And then when you get the Giftia, you basically just click on it and enter in your Visa or MasterCard number. From, and like, from like your it. debit card to the bank? Yeah, from your debit card. And then now that's in your account? <clears throat> now that's tied to, to Starbucks. And when you go to Starbucks, because you forgot that I got it for you. Always, now, always yeah. forgot. You swipe your card, and then you get a text message, hey, Jason, got you. And you're like, hey, I forgot oh, about see, that. See, that's cool. cool. Yeah. And it's all from your debit card or your and, credit card yeah. that you assign it to. We're working on credit now. Credit, and, okay. and to be you know, uh, transparent here, yeah. I mean, Giftia is still kind of in a beta stage. Right, exactly. we, we launched it about a year ago. And, and unlike all the other companies I've built, the other companies were running down the road, were driving down the road, slapping on the, the doors, putting the tires on, <laughs> putting the windshield wipers on. We're just trying to go. This time, we kind of tried to plan it first. Wow. <laughs> it's revolutionary. Right? Kind of weird it's so revolutionary. <laughs> we're trying to get out of the box. Yeah. 
so uh, no, so we we basically took some of the engineers we had uh, in, in in prior companies. So we used the same folks that we've worked with for years, and uh, we architected it and we put some of these metrics in place so we can see yeah. what's it cost to acquire a customer, how much is a customer worth to us. Mm-hmm. All of these metrics have become very valuable as you build a company. We're trying to put up front. So we know, okay, it cost me $10 to acquire a customer, and it's going to be each customer we brought on this past year is going to generate X dollars for us. And, you know, the usage of the product is a little more difficult. Here, let's fix that now. And so we're going through that. We're at the very end of it. Uh, we need to bring on Visa credit. When we were talking about Visa cards, we have Visa debit, we have MasterCard credit and debit. So we need to get Visa credit. That's one of our items on our on your checklist. Small little checklist. On your plan. <laughs> on your plan, right? Yeah. So right now, if people want to get a gift job, can they? They can. <clears throat> we are integrated with Visa MasterCard, like I said. We have about mm, 10,000 locations that are tied into Visa MasterCard through our partnership. And when I say Visa MasterCard, I mean it took me 1,058 days to get a partnership with Visa. That's One, not bad. I'm talking like 58 uh, days. Yeah. That's like three years. 367 yeah. emails, uh, 55 <laughs> phone calls, and five trips to San Francisco. Wow. Not that I was counting. No, not at all. I, uh, but it was difficult. When I say a partnership, it means that they have gotten behind our business model, and they have allowed us to have access to their APIs, which is not easy to do. I was going to say, that's, that's a big deal. Very big deal. Prior to that, we were integrated with Plaid, which is the same company that was is behind Venmo. The same technology that's beyond Venmo. The, the difference is if Audrey gets a gift from me and she's connecting her Visa card, we know directly when that Visa card was used at that merchant location within milliseconds. So it's With traceable Plaid, now. It's quicker. Yeah. And, and, and it's direct. It's right there. With Plaid... We essentially have to have you log into Giftia with your bank account, your username and passcode. Then we have to scrape. Ooh, I don't your, want to do that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And you have to scrape your account, waiting to see the transaction, Ooh. and then four hours later, we'll send you a, a notice that you got okay. the Giftia. So the user experience is not the best, but we wanted to launch with something so we can start gaining ma- metrics, right. getting yeah. some traction. So, yeah. so today, can people go to Giftia and participate? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We have uh, again, like I said, we have probably over a million merchants on there. Uh, through the relationship with Plaid, uh, through the relationship with Visa Mastercard, we got about ten thousand locations, maybe about a thousand. But you're adding locations. every day. Yeah, we're adding every day. It's impressive. We're actually doing a launch. <clears throat> we should do something about this because we're going to do a Pittsburgh official launch here, probably in March, with a PR firm, with most likely uh, a burger company here that has agreed to work with us. And we're going to have media, and we're going to have an event, and it's going to be our official launch of Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. well, you got to tell us first. You said, you said there's burgers. So burgers. Come on, let's go. And we're going to so, give a milkshake away. Anyway. And so, yeah. can Jonathan and I bring our mobile? Absolutely, field unit? I would love to have that. I don't want to impose. But no, I, mean, I think great. I like the way Audrey thinks on this yeah. one here. Yeah. This is let's kind of exciting. Out. I yeah. like that. I want like an official launch. Well, I think the thing that really resonates for me is the fact that it is not Venmo. And it is actually something personal. Mm-hmm. And so that I can Definitely. say, Jonathan, here's two tickets to the Rolling Stones. I bought them for you. And here's how you I'm, redeem them. I'm pretty excited to go to the Stones. Jason. By the way, this we're going to the Rolling crazy. Stones. Exactly. Just, if, anyone's, you guys? if anyone's listening, um, we're doing a GoFundMe. We are, exactly. For the Rolling Stones we, tickets. We, we can't afford the $1,000 <laughs> for a ticket. <laughs> and we sure love the Stones. So. <laughs> Well, but one of the other cool things, Audrey, is that if you bought him the, the tickets for the Rolling Stones, with Giftia, you could log in and see when he used them. You know when you get a gift win. card, you can't tell if somebody used no, them. No, you right. never know. 
or, I never or any know. gift for right. that matter. With exactly. GiftGo, you log in, and I can see exactly when he uses it, how much is he using, and I could ping him, and I can actually have an interaction with the person I bought a gift for. Well, that's you know, cool. I yeah. actually wish you could do this with savings bonds. Yeah. Because uh, I had a phenomena with savings bonds. Think about it. Yeah. I found a box from my daughter's bat mitzvah. Oh, my. With three savings bonds. And what'd you do? Can we buy Stone's tickets with I them? I can't convert them right now. They, Can you, you they buy Stone's tickets <laughs> Exactly. They, they were actually a, like a receipt. And then I had to create, sort of convert them into a bond. Really? And I never converted them. They were stuck inside of envelopes. Oh do you call the bank on that or what do you do? I have to call. No, I mean, good I mean, luck. the U.S. Where they right. throw a lot of money. They're probably <laughs> sitting in a sheetman in somewhere, somewhere in some federal. Right. But the point is, is the money was paid. Yeah. Someone bought her the gift. And then they have no idea and that I, it's not being used. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, Molly went to college because of these. <laughs> like, well, I was calculating the compounded interest, and I thought these are worth something. Yeah, like a couple stones well, tickets. Get, like, yeah. Do you get interest on those? Bonds. Well, they ma- they mature over a at cer- over a certain period right. of time. Right. right. So that they mature at X over. Did you tell Molly? Not yet. <laughs> I looked at them and said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, these the are all stuck inside. Got a couple extra bucks here. But, I mean, the point is there's applicability in yeah, terms yeah. of other kind of instruments yeah, that I'm, actually I'm sensing elaborate. a company called Bondia coming out pretty soon that will Bondia. be taking care of this. Well, Audrey, this is a great point because with gift cards, they historically will be just reversed back to the company or right. to whoever the program manager is. Okay. And there's a big revenue generator for that, for right. people not claiming that. So how many people only use part of it? Like, so I think it depends on what kind of product you're looking at. Like okay. a brand card or a Visa card, the, they call that breakage is a little bit different. With a, with a Visa card, I'd say probably a 7 or 8%. Okay. With the brand cards higher, you know, probably 12%, 13%. I like not having a card. I love that idea. Yeah, and there's no breakage. Like, there is no right. such thing as an unused card with a gift. You're going to use your Visa card. You are going to spend it. Exactly. And the idea, then, that that person knows that you've used it, and you get a message after you yeah. use it to remind you. So it's like it's like the gift that gives a little more That's right. after you've given it. Well, so, we're hopeful. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. So essentially, if, Jonathan, if I give Jonathan a gift card for something like a coffee shop, he goes into the coffee shop, and he pays for it. Automatically, they say, wait, you have a gift card. You have a gift card on here? What do you mean, gift card or for gift card? So as you no, swipe no, no. your card, it's, 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 it's like card. Yeah, you swipe your card, your Visa card. You'll then get a text message from us because we're going to be seeing that transaction exactly. at Starbucks. And you're going to say, wait a second, you have you Literally, honestly, I had a, I went to Burger Tour the other day. Somebody got me a gift card, and I, and I gave my you know credit card to the – to the waitress, she went to swipe it. I was sitting at my table. I got a text message before she came back with the bill that I got to give. That's her. cool, so man. That's cool. that's cool. So, but that's only when we're connected with Visa Mastercard, and we're working through this. It's going to take some time. We're excited about Pittsburgh. We're going to Cincinnati next, and then Chicago. Cincinnati, we have about a hundred merchants signed up already, and we're just going to keep going across the country. Love it. Sort of like the Grubhub model. Jason, you are the best. Man. <laughs> that's right. We got to yeah. keep on working. You know, we need, we need, Thank you. We need a hundred more of you here in Pittsburgh doing what you're doing because you're making a little companies. insane. And, yeah, but I mean, you know. that's that's well. the way. We love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you have a plan for this company, though. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. It's great to be here. Likewise, Jason. Hey, Jason. We're from giftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedgiftedg
so many great stories like Jason's. Just remind you, go to go to iTunes, go to Spotify, go to Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. Keep downloading Tech Five; it makes us feel good. Anyhow, we're taking uh, we're taking off right now, and we'll see you next Wednesday. This is Jonathan Kirsting. and this is Audrey Russo, and we are from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.